You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being here. We just heard my in-depth conversation with John Conyers' accuser and former aide, Marion Brown, who painted a very detailed picture of the atmosphere Conyers created in his office, which encouraged his mostly female staff to compete for his attentions. Here to talk more about the situation surrounding John Conyers is NPR chief national political correspondent Don Gagne, who is in Detroit this week covering the story. Don, welcome. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Always good to see you. And of course, we want to hear from you. What did you think of the things that Marion Brown says went on in the office of Congressman John Conyers? Did they change the way you think about him? Did they change the way you think about this story? Uh, Did it make you believe her claims against the congressman? Or did you find that she wasn't necessarily compelling in the way she told uh, what happened? Do you not believe her? And where does her story fit into this larger conversation we've been having about sexual harassment in the workplace? Of course, we especially want to hear from you. If you have been a victim of sexual harassment, were you ever offered a settlement like the one that Marion Brown was to stay quiet? Did you take it or would you have taken it? Uh, do you think that changes the credibility that attaches to your story. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Of course, the big question is whether you think John Conyers ought to have to resign uh, behind these allegations and the developing story, or should he keep his seat and defend himself. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, Don, you have been here this week reporting on this and spent a lot of time in the congressman's district mm-hmm. talking to his constituents. Uh, tell us what you found. It's, uh, I, I guess it's not totally surprising. You get a lot of support for John Conyers among the people who know John Conyers best, uh-huh. right? They've mm-hmm. sent him back to Washington uh, election after election after election. How many How many of those do I, do I, do I have to do, right? right. And uh, you have people who want to give him the benefit of the doubt. You have people who say uh, nobody should tell him to resign. Uh, they look at his long record, uh, you know, civil rights issues and, uh, you know, reparations I heard about mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, any, any, any number of things. And they feel like this is a guy who's been fighting for him. Now, you do hear from people who say, if this is true, right. then this is very serious. Uh, they're very disappointed that that we're even having this discussion because it could potentially be true. I, I, I think the most the most uh, um, uh, interesting, uh, maybe symbolic conversation I had was a was a gentleman on John Conyers Boulevard. Yeah, was, right. <laughs> you know, I was I was I was down there as part as part of this. And he he didn't want me to do it on tape or anything, mm-hmm. but I said, "Well, what what should the what's your take on the congressman?" And he said, "The dean needs to retire." The yeah. dean and I said, "Resign." He said, "The dean needs to retire." Yeah. Uh, so yeah. he doesn't want anybody to force him out. He thinks it's time, but also in that he doesn't call him the congressman. He doesn't call him Conyers. He calls him the dean. So that respect 
is built in there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then there are people who said, I believe the women. Uh, there were people who said, uh, I don't care if it's true. Uh, uh, we can separate his personal life from from uh, what he does for us right. every every day. So it's, I mean, it's complicated, but generally speaking, I'd say, you know, support for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put this in context for us in the national picture and in Washington in particular, in the Capitol, where people are talking a lot about these kinds of accusations, how they ought to be handled, uh, what kinds of changes we ought to make in in various parts of, of our life and in various institutions to try to deal with these. Uh, is the Conyers uh, is the Conyers story and scandal driving this differently? from some of the other things, say Al Franken, for instance. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously part of this much bigger story. Uh, it would certainly be getting plenty of attention on its own. Sure. Uh, had Harvey Weinstein and Judge Roy Moore and, and all of that stuff, you know, n- n- never happened. Uh, it's important here, obviously, because it's such a prominent figure. Conyers yeah. and yeah. and there there is you know again talking to talking to his constituents there is the element of race here sure um, there is a sense that there's a double standard that he's being t- treated differently than Al Franken for instance I've heard a lot of people say. Uh, what about Donald Trump? Uh, exactly, who's the president, and, and it's not that nobody has said Al Franken uh, should should resign, but there's clearly much more pressure and much more of a drumbeat, and 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 higher ranking members of the leadership of both parties saying yeah. it about about Conyers. So you hear that, but but ultimately, it feels to me like this is just uh, another important piece of a story uh, that we're going to be talking about for a long time to come and expect more revelations, right? And (laughs) expect more arguments about how to handle it. And it's, uh, it's, it's not going away. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise here. We've got a lot of folks who want to talk about this issue. And again, the number to join the conversation is 313-577-1019, or you can go to Facebook and, uh, Post on the WDT Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag us. We'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Aaron in Detroit. You're up first. Welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Hey, Aaron. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, long-time listener, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and let me be clear. Uh, I believe that what is coming out about uh, these men is horrific and, and there should be some consequences, but uh, the young lady that you interviewed, I, I believe, uh, does a disservice to all the women uh, who have suffered through uh, the, these horrible things. And, and I'm not a, a legal person, I'm not an attorney, but if I had her on the stand, I would rip her to shreds. She has no credibility in my eyesight. Uh, uh, can, you, can you tell me why, Aaron? woman that has worked in the public sector for the city and for the county and she related to me how uh, uh, how inaccurate all of the uh, uh, the things that she's saying it's a one-sided story and everything she says makes it seems as if she had no choice that everything was on Conyers and you know like she was just blind tied up and dumb she couldn't say anything couldn't do anything it's ridiculous hmm. she has no credibility in my eyesight okay Aaron uh, I, I appreciate your listening I know you're a frequent caller too uh, I appreciate your chiming in I think there's a lot of people who might push back 
against what you're saying there, but uh, but you're absolutely entitled to, to your view of it, and that's why we played the interview. Everyone will have their own reaction to what they heard there, but uh, thanks very much for the call. Uh, let's go to Patrick in Detroit. Patrick, welcome to Detroit today. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted just to say that, uh, first of all, um, you know, I thought that the um, person was very credible in terms of uh, what she said, and, and I don't, and I think for that day and age, um, you know, and her being, I think she said a single parent raising um, children on her own, mm-hmm. that you know she was trying to keep her job, and the guy before Aaron, I mean, I think that was complete victim shaming. But you know, a lot of times males think that way that it's uh, the victim's fault, and I think that that's what he's speaking of because. There was nothing that she said. I mean, it, it is um, her side against his, and I don't think that he's even making a statement. Or, um, and I think that's why he signed that disclosure clause. He didn't want her to speak out um, about this. Um, and you know, a lot of women during that day and age um, would have taken the settlement because they had to feed their family. Right. So you yeah. know, I, you know, shame on him for the victim shaming thing. But a lot of, I think, a lot of men. Um, during this time with all this stuff going on, you know, are are being reduced to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick, I appreciate uh, your call and your counterpoint to Aaron there as well. I think, uh, I think we all have to be really careful when we judge the way the alleged victims, uh, you know, behave in these things. And it's easy to say, well, why'd you take the settlement if you were in the right? But I think when you're in that situation, it looks really different. And that's one of the things we're talking about in Congress is how we deal with victims and protecting them and uh, their claims. Yeah. And uh, there, there, there's there's certainly a discussion now about how this arrangement was entered into, yes. how it was ultimately approved. I don't I don't know. I don't think we still have a good yeah, answer. We've heard a lot of different things. I mean, Candace Miller, uh, former congresswoman, uh, part of the House Administration Committee, says that she didn't approve this and it said that it didn't look right, the, mm-hmm. the idea of giving this woman back her job and paying her not to work. Uh, so then the question becomes, how did it end up being a, yeah. a, a deal? And there are certainly certainly very good arguments for keeping things private, especially when you enter into a settlement. But they have to balance that against this n- new push for transparency yeah. in such moments, especially yeah. as this issue really, really does come to the fore. Sure. Uh, let's go to Me Too in Southfield. Obviously, that's not your real name, but uh, but tell us what's on your mind. Yes. Um, I disagree with the uh, last caller, and that's the very reason that people do not and have not for years stood up against power when they're being sexually harassed because you're basically out there by yourself, uh, retiring from a male-dominated former profession. Um, You know, uh, I experienced that, and that was one of the reasons why a lot of times women in my profession, which at the time was law enforcement, stood silent because once you were out there and people knew it spread like a wildfire and you were out there by yourself. And everybody, whether you had bills or the responsibility of a family, you did what you had to do to survive. And it can be reversed the same way if you're a male, 
any type of that in the workplace is wrong, flat out. And this victimizing and all of that, no. Speak up. Me too. And I'm glad that this is making people be accountable for their relationships on the job, in the, in the workplace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Congress, on the, uh, on the radio, wherever you are doing a job and a position, it should not be tolerated. Right. Uh, uh, me too. Uh, whatever your real name is, I really appreciate your listening and, uh, and chiming in. Uh, Don, talk about the, the, the discussion in Washington about change. Um, what, uh, where are we with that? Uh, we, we, we have this week <laughs> an announcement how at the start of every new congressional session, right. uh, all members of Congress and all staffers, employees, are going to go through some new uh, harassment training, so right. they so they understand the issue more. Uh, we do have calls for greater transparency and a total review of uh, of the process for reporting and some of the some of the deadlines and timelines that are imposed on on things currently that right. uh, you know are pretty tight and 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 those who would uh, bring such charges say are a bit kind of onerous or or, or or difficult to meet but it's all it's all up in the air but it's all also something that uh, that's going to go back home into yeah. districts every district during the midterms uh, next year right uh, right but we don't know what the shape is going to be yet what about this process that they've been using which is totally uh, anonymous uh, and and paying out these large sums of money. Has anyone said, we, we, we can't do that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what they replace it with, you know, is is the key. I, I think they certainly want to have some way for some things to be settled. Um, but it's also, you know, it's, 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 it's about changing these very kind of specific nuts and bolts mechanisms. Right. But there's also like the broader and tougher challenge of changing the culture. Yeah. And uh, that's that's another question. Yeah. Uh, last question. We've got about a minute left. Uh, what's the likelihood that the pressure on Conyers ratchets up any any further? And I'm not, I, I don't even know what that would mean, given the number of people who've already come out. Yeah, but, I, 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 I would suspect that we'll have more, you know, prominent members of Congress adding their names to the list calling yeah. for him to resign. His attorney has said, you know, none of these, uh, none of these people uh, in Washington are going to force him to resign. There is the question of his health, mm -hmm. and we don't quite know what the status of that is. Uh, there seemed to be maybe a hint that uh, that health could be the ultimate uh, deciding factor yeah. for for the congressman, yeah. but uh, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, handicap it yeah. at all. Hard to say. All right, Don Gagne, uh, chief political correspondent for NPR. Thanks as always for being here. Uh, it's my pleasure. Let's do it again. Good to see you. Uh, that's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>